have been going through a series, um, Lead Like Jesus, and this is the last week of the series, and it's been really good. I don't know about you guys, but I've been learning a lot on how I can lead better in the world around me. And one question that I feel like the Lord has constantly been putting in my mind and really making me wrestle with is the question of why leadership is important for us as Christians. Why is it so important to be a leader? And I think as I've been you know, praying and wrestling with that question, I think the, the answer that I've come to for myself, and hopefully all of you have, is that as Christians, we are called to lead and shift culture. We're called to lead and shift culture. You know, Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Right? And you know, why is it that we, we shouldn't copy the behavior and customs of this world? Well, the reality is, is that the behaviors and customs of this world are broken. Right? You know, I was talking to the youth a couple weeks ago. As Christians, you know, we came to, as a Christian, at some point, we came to the realization that what we had was not enough. That we are broken, right? And in need of a savior. We need something more, something better. Ephesians 2 says that we were dead in our sin. Dead. We had no life. And without Christ, we have no life. And so we realized our brokenness. And not only that, but it opened our eyes to our world, right? It opened our eyes to people around us that are broken, how broken our world is. And the antidote for a broken world is God and his people in partnership together. And so I encourage you, if you're a Christian today and you don't like what you see around you, if you don't like the environment that's around you, if you do hate poverty and broken homes and people that are lonely and isolated, you're the cure. You, in partnership with God. And we have to realize that because that's what we're called to lead. We're called to lead and to shift the culture around us. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to wait for anyone else to do that, right? Like, we're the most equipped to change the world. Here, this body, this church. I love this quote. You know, the youth went through this Bible study a couple weeks ago. And this quote, I want to get it plastered on my wall. It says this, by John M. Perkins. Not caring is not an option if we are friends of God and if the Holy Spirit is reproducing the character of Christ in our hearts and lives. For someone who is a friend of God, not caring is like not breathing. Not caring is like not breathing. So if you care, if you see the world around you and you're like, man, I hate it. I want it to be better. I want people to know the love of Christ and how he can change their lives. You can't afford to not care. And the best way to do that is to allow your life to be used by God to influence the world. And as a leader, the way that we do that is by legacy. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, and this is how we're going to end this series, is we're going to talk about the legacy of a leader and how the Lord uses that to impact the world. And so the big idea for today is our legacy as a leader is what impacts the world around us. How many of you know about Martin Luther King Jr.? I feel like a lot of people, I mean, I we learn about him in school. I don't know. I've learned about him growing up all my life. 
And you know, the reason why we know about him is because he had such a great legacy, right? You don't just know his name. You know what he looks like. You know where he's from. You know what he did for people. You know what he stood for. You know his story. You know everything about Martin. And his life was used by God to make the world around him a better place. And as a leader, he left a legacy that quite literally changed the trajectory of our country. But notice his impact in the world wasn't just his life. My gosh, it was even more so after. And why? Because the nature of legacy is that it transcends time. And I want to encourage you, if you hear anything that I say to you today, you can literally drown me out the rest of today if you want. But hear this. Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. And what this verse is saying is, number one, it's reaffirming the fact that legacy transcends time, right? That even heaven itself will fade, but his words won't. But two, it's saying that the nature of the kingdom is legacy. When all else dies off, legacy remains. The legacy of the kingdom is eternal, right? I mean, it's been 2,000 years since Jesus, and we're still talking about him today. Still, we meet up every Sunday to do that. Why? Because his legacy transcends time. It's eternal never-ending. And legacy is just a part of who we are as human beings. Like, you, you interact with other people, you rub off on other people, right? You leave an impact. But legacy is a part of who we are even more so as Christians because of the eternal nature of the gospel. So as a leader, as a culture shifter, leave a christ knowing, honoring legacy that will last your earthly life. Leave something eternal for this world, for the people that are following you. That's what we're called to do. But the reality is, is that there's a tension, right? There's a tension in that between meaningful legacy and insignificant legacy. Our legacy as a leader isn't really about us. It's about what we leave behind for the people that follow us. And we want to leave something meaningful and not insignificant. And I don't know, sometimes I kind of get into my own head of what am I actually doing to impact people around me? Am I doing enough? Am I even doing something righteous and good? Like, is what I'm doing leading people closer to God? That's a struggle. You know, during the COVID outbreak, I, you know, everyone was stuck at home. And what I decided to do is I decided I was going to listen to sermons, is what I decided. And one of my favorite speakers is this guy named Dick Brogdon. Um, Dick Brogdon is a super passionate leader in the Assemblies of God. He is the head and leader of a missional organization called Live Dead that reaches out to the Middle East, um, which is a really hard place to share the love of God and the gospel. But, you know, one thing I really love about Dick, you know, I love his passion. I love how he talks about the word of God. But I love the way that he makes me feel, the impact that he leaves on me just listening to him. 
I listen to one of his sermons and I feel fired up. I'm like, oh, let's go. Let's go reach some people. Let's go talk to somebody. It's not really about who he is. Like, I care less about who he is. It's about how he leaves me and how he changes the way that I think about the gospel and how it should be shared with people. And that's what legacy is, right? I mean, how many of you know Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? A lot of you know him. And you, know, you don't remember, maybe you remember Mr. Rogers because of his cardigans that he would wear, right? But you even more so remembered him about the lessons that he taught kids like me growing up, about how to treat the person that lives right next to you or the, per, the stranger that you see on the street, that you should love them and care for them, not because of what they do for you or, or, or anything, but be, just because of who they are, Right? I mean, his legacy is crazy. How many people have been impacted by him? So what will people remember about what you've left them? What will your kids remember about the things you've taught them? What will your coworkers remember about how you treated them? If you even shared the gospel with them and you say you're a Christian, what will your neighbor remember about how you interacted with them? Right? The poor, the hurting, the needy, how will they remember how you treated them? Matthew 25, it says that Jesus is telling his disciples, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Right? The reality is, is that not everyone's legacy is going to be MLK or Mr. Rogers, or even Dick Brogdon. Not every legacy is that public, and it's not that big. But like Matthew 25 says, like, to the least of these, what I do is my legacy. I leave a mark on someone. Someone I leave a mark on. I don't have an option. And you do too. You may not feel that, you may not think that, but who you interact with, you leave a mark on. And you have an opportunity to leave a legacy that's meaningful and not insignificant. And the reason why is because God made you to be influential. You, he made you to be influential. Each and every one of you, there's no exception. Because as a Christian, even as a human being, you're a reflection of the character of God. He made you and formed you in his image. Even more so as a Christian, we are that. And there are people around you, whether you know it or not, every day that need to be impacted by that. They need to know the legacy of God through you. And so what type of legacy do you want them to carry? What are you going to show them that you want them to follow? Something meaningful that's God-centered, righteous, one that shows people the love of God, or one that's insignificant where you don't do anything. And I know that often in my life I've fallen victim to not caring enough about what I carry as a believer. And I leave something insignificant that's small that doesn't carry any weight and people look at my life and they're like, man, I cannot tell that you know God. 
when I am so not wanting that anymore. Like I want people to look at me and know the type of legacy that I carry, the legacy of God. I love this analogy by Christine Kane. It's the analogy of the baton, right? As we are runners, you know, like Paul says, we carry a baton that at some point we're going to have to pass to somebody else. Not only is your life significant, but the people that you impact are as well. And that's even more so why your legacy is significant. The impact of the gospel spans generations, right? Like, look at this body. It's not just you guys. There's kids in the other room. There's youth that are following after you. Youth, there's kids that are following after you guys. That you're so, at some point, you're going to pass that baton and say, hey, carry what I've carried and lead other people to that. And so how, you know, how do we do that, right? Like, how do we carry this baton with, with passion, with purpose? Christine Kane says, you and I, sharing the responsibility of whether or not the next generation will succeed. And Andy Stanley says, your most significant leadership accomplishment may not be something you do, but someone you raise. And so how do we, how do, we do that meaningfully? First, we do that by intentionality. We identify our sphere of influence. We look around us and say, who do we have influence over? Who is in our, our space, right? Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your coworkers. Maybe it's your neighbors. Maybe it's a friend that you know that doesn't know God. But you have a sphere of influence that the Lord has granted you the opportunity to share the love of God with and to leave a legacy with. And with intentionality, we have to be open to looking for the brokenness in our world. Because the reality is we can have a blind eye. We can walk and go about life and not even care about who's broken or what around us is broken. Because we're secure. We have God. We have all that we need. But there are people that don't. Don't just be content with knowing that your world is broken and do nothing. Seek out the broken. That's what Luke 19.10 says. Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost. So take the time. Be intentional. Look for what's broken around you and say, Lord, use me. I want to fix it. I want to be used to fix it. I know that you're the source, but I'm the vessel. Secondly, we, we need to be humble, right? We need to have humility. Your legacy is not about you. It's about the kingdom. My legacy is not about me. It's not about who I am. I don't want you guys to remember Sobe. I want you to remember Christ in me. Christine Kane says, it, is this about the baton of faith going forward? Or is it about me advancing myself forward? Let your life elevate the life of Jesus. And three, we have to have integrity. Producing fruit that will last. 
that's built on righteousness. That's what John 15 says. Without integrity, your legacy becomes a stumbling block. Without righteousness, our leadership is nothing. Without love, right? As 1 Corinthians 13 says, it's nothing. And so we have to have integrity. We have to lead people to something that's good and not bad, to have something meaningful in legacy instead of insignificant. And last, we have to act. We got to do something. We have to lead people closer to God. And I know, like, in this world, it's hard, right? There are people that won't give you the time of day to hear your testimony or to hear about what God's doing in your life. It's a struggle. But again, we know where we were. We know the brokenness that we used to live in, right? And now we live in life. I don't know about you, but I could care less about how awkward it may feel for me or how inconvenient it may be to share the gospel because people need it. They do. We are the cure, the antidote to a broken world. Christ in us is. And so we have to act. Ashley Wooldridge says, words without, words don't write legacy, actions do. And so in closing tonight, or this morning, sorry, used to youth time, leadership means nothing if we don't lead with purpose. Even more so, leadership means nothing if it ends with us. And that's why legacy is so important. Because what you do today hopefully goes beyond you. It hopefully moves past you. It hopefully gets better. I don't want to reproduce more me's because I'm not that great. I want to see people do better things than I did. Jesus said to his disciples, you will do even more than I did, right? Because he saw something better. And so we need to know, like, our legacy matters. What we do to impact people matters. And I think I've seen a lot of Christians, even myself, not take that seriously where I walk and be comfortable with what's going on with me and not worried about the legacy that I leave or the life around me. And I don't want people, I so don't want people living in the brokenness that I know that I used to live in. I have family that don't know God. I have friends that don't know God. It would be a shame for me not to feel something and not act and leave a meaningful legacy for them to follow. And so we need to carry the baton, right? With purpose and with pride. And then we need to pass it. So let's allow the Lord to use us. Let's go out this week and share our testimony and share the goodness of God. Share where we've been and where we're at now. And lead people alongside with us. And you know, I never want to end a time sharing the word of God 
without giving people the opportunity to receive that for themselves, right? For those of you that may be in here that maybe you came today not even knowing God really, not even really having a relationship with him, I want you to have a meaningful legacy. Because I know without him we don't. It's insignificant. I know what the Lord did in my life. He changed me from someone that did not care about the people around him, that could care less, that was so focused on himself, so focused on my own ideals, to where my life now is literally dedicated to reaching other people. He changed my life for the better. I will never look back on the life that I used to live. And I want that for you. And so if that's you today, like if you're here in this room, know that, that the opportunity to have a relationship with God is here and now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to come a certain way. Like he accepts us as we are. He says, come. All we have to do is say, yes, I'm here. So I'm going to ask everyone's heads to bow. I'm going to pray for you guys. All eyes are closed. But if that's you today in this moment, all I'm going to simply ask you to do is to raise your hand. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray with you and alongside you as you embark on this journey with God. Thank you. If you're here and you're saying, yes, God, use me. I want a relationship with you. I want to start having communion with you. I'm going to pray with you. And we're going to rejoice with you. And you dedicate your life to that. God, we just thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that you've changed our lives from brokenness to healed from death to life. And God, thank you for your gift of salvation. God, thank you that we have communion with you, that we no longer have to live in separation with you. And God, I pray for those in this crowd this morning that say, yeah, I want a relationship with God. I want to know him on a personal level. I want to leave the life that I've been living to live a life of purpose, to leave a legacy that's meaningful. God, I thank you for their submission to you, their recognition of that. And God, I pray that today you would start to have a relationship with them as they dedicate their lives to you. And Lord, I know that you're rejoicing in heaven because of their decision. I know that the angels are crying out, holy, holy, because of what is happening today. And God, I thank you for your church. God, I thank you that we are your hands and feet you've called us worthy to be vessels poured out on this world. And so, Lord, I pray that this week that you would use us for your glory. God, may we not look at the world around us and be idle to the brokenness because we have the cure. So, Lord, use us this week. Challenge us, Lord God. Move us out of our comfort zone. Move us to uncomfortable places so that we can be used for you. And God made the world look different because of how we were used by you, God. Lord, we do this not for our own benefit. We cast ourselves aside. We do this because we love you. 
because you're worthy, God. And so, Lord, help us to leave a meaningful legacy to our circle of influence, to those around us, to the people that you've called us to. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I just want to say, if that was your first time today saying, I have made a decision to follow God. Number one, I just want to clap and just say, awesome. Like, praise God. Praise God for what he's doing in you and for making that decision. And we want to equip you here at Mosaic with the tools to continue to follow God well. And so if that was you, I would encourage you to go out to our Welcome Center. We have a gift basket for you if it's your first time with um, some tools, some books to read, just on how to follow God better. And again, if this is your first time here at Mosaic, I want to say welcome. Welcome to the family. It's good to have you. Um, We also have a welcome basket for you out in our Welcome Center as well. And... We would love if you took one. We have, you know, a cup for you, a little mug, and some chocolate, which is never bad, right? Um, And so go out there. We have the Shreves out there, and they would love to talk with you. Um, And again, we always have our prayer team down here at the end of service. If you have any prayer needs at all, if there's something weighing on your heart that you just need intercession for, that's what the body of Christ is for. We're here to intercede for one another. We're here to pray with one another, support one another. And so please, the prayer team will be down here. Just come. Just come as you are. Don't, don't, you don't have to do anything. These are normal people just ready to, and willing to pray with you. Um, and so, church, I'm so glad that we're together. And I'm encouraged this morning. I'm encouraged to go out into my world and leave a meaningful legacy because the world needs it. And so go in power, go in, in Christ, and have a blessed week, all right? And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us online at Mosaic Church. We hope today's message was life-changing and useful. For more info, visit mosaiccincinnati.com.